Take my baby, okay? I've been I've been away from my baby for two months. I just want I just want my baby and no one's listening because no one's in the courtroom. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not doing anything illegal, but I don't want nobody. Oh my God, am I doing something illegal by doing this video or is this, am I protected by the, the, the first right amendment or the amendment? Don't take my baby. I'm at $13,000 a month. What more do you want from me? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. So you're about to turn 10. Yes. And what exactly do you have in mind for your 10th birthday party? Okay. I have Selena Gomez singing. Then I have Demi Lovato. Selena Gomez or Demi Lovato or the Jesse cast. Okay. Hey, Jesse. Okay, go DJ ahead. DJ Booth. DJ Booth. Red carpet. Have kids dress up as celebrities. Favorite celebrity, parents just like paparazzis, camera booth, sushi, movie, movies, playing, swimming, a cake with me on it. <laughs> oh, you want a cake with you on it? Double so layer. you want to so you want to eat Vanilla. cake with your face on it? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, a happy. Oh my Lord, have mercy. So I have invited guests on the show today. Uh, I have guests, one whom is a mom, one who is a dad, and they've got some real fierce opinions on the child support system in this video. First, we have at James in real life. He's joined us on the show, and we have Miss at Mad Queen, that's M-A-D, Queen, as she has said, joining us. Why don't you guys tell uh, everyone out there a little bit about yourselves? Uh, we'll get right on into this topic. You can go okay. first. 
Uh, my name is James Johnson. I would call myself a modern philosopher just because I have a lot of opinions and theories. Um, I like to do a lot of stuff around Indy. I'm involved in a lot of different initiatives. I volunteer, try to do my piece and, you know, stuff like that. And then obviously I have three children of my own, so ah, that's why I'm here. Okay, so three children, you got a good amount of information to give on this. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Mad Queen. I am a brand consultant and I write for hip-hop publication, Culture 73 Magazine. And I am a single mother of one. My daughter is 17 months old. And I've been doing this mom thing for about a year. Um, recently had to quit my job because of issues with childcare, and um, also trying to run a company. Ooh, that's a lot. All right, I'm gonna go to you first, James. When you saw this video of Tyrese, what, what did you think? <clears throat> um, the first thing I thought is, bruh, why, why are you doing this, fam? This is terrible. <laughs> this is depressing. It is sad. Uh, like you just you you making yourself look real bad out here, bro. Why was it was it the fact that he felt the way that he felt, or the fact that he did it on social media? No, the the way that he felt is fine. I hope that if you don't see your kids often, you feel that way as a father. The way he went about it, he went about it as in as if he didn't have any other resources that he could use. He didn't have a friend he could vent to, <laughs> like take the phone away and give him a best friend. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did not need to. It, it was just a bad look all the way around. It was around. a bad look. Terrible. In the video, he mentioned, he's like, I have all these millionaire friends and ain't nobody coming to help Those me. ain't your friends, bro. <laughs> Those are just people that are around. They're not mm. your friends. Mm. So. What did you think, Mad Queen? I, um, not going to lie, um, I had been following this for quite some time, mm -hmm. and I was um, shocked at the fact that he went on social media and acted that way Why? after after the court order saying, leave daughter alone, mm -hmm. stay away from us, um, he's fought against that. And the social media aspect really hurt his brand, in my opinion. Ah, and uh -huh. in, the, in the sense that it made him seem like he was not able to do what he told people he could do, as far as being rich and I have, all mm -hmm. the, I have this attitude that I have to maintain, I'm a baller, and then he's, mm -hmm. well, you know what, I'm not a baller because now I'm mad ah. at The Rock for not filming this show. So mm -hmm. now I'm going to get in his pocket mm -hmm. because my pocket is in question. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I really thought it made him look questionable. Do y'all think he was being real or was he acting? I think I think he put on a show. I think he's a great actor. I've been watching him act for a long time. Baby Boy is one of my favorites. Listen, favorites. He did a, he did a great job. He did a great I, job. I don't think he's a good actor. And <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like Fast and Furious 1 through enough to know that he's not a good actor and some of it looked a little contrived. Some of it was probably real. but What parts do you think were contrived and what do you think was real? Oh, when he said 13 G's a month, I like I started crying. I was like, you know, so That's I would say, yeah, that part was real, I would think. The probably calling out said that, you know, he doesn't have friends. His friends mm -hmm. aren't showing up for him. And then also when you have stuff like that going on, somebody, anybody will believe something bad about you in a heartbeat like that. Okay. You know, they'll believe that you're a bad dad, but nobody's really going to put in the effort of getting up and going to court with you to actually see, oh, okay, you're not a bad dad. You did what you were supposed to. This is just slander or libel or whatever it is. So I know some of that was real. Like I've been Tyrese, like, mm. uh, you know, crying to a friend when I didn't feel like the system was working for me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was private and uh, short-lived because you're not going to get any result 
you won't get any remedy just crying to your friend. Mm -hmm. And you really won't get any remedy crying to social media. Like you'll get ridiculed. Like he's about mm -hmm. to be the new crying Jordan. <laughs> like when, he's ooh, a regardless, he's yeah, a he is a meme. He's a meme. That's, you don't ever want to be a meme. You don't ever want to be ever. A meme. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And did you notice that his his wife was posting cooking recipes the whole time he was having his birthday? No, I did not. Her social media, she's um, not bothered. So I've noticed that people are like, why is isn't his wife taking? She's not his bothered. Phone? She's not bothered. That's not her kid. He's unbothered. Lord have mercy. I want to get on the topic of the child support itself. So you mentioned you heard the 13000 you oh. like, Ugh, I started crying. Oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, it hurts so bad. Uh, what, what, what made it hurt? Just, was it the number itself or was it? It's just the number itself because when you're not famous and you're not an actor and you're not, you don't have 13,000 disposable mm -hmm. every month, it just sounds like so much because you think, oh, well, I've taken care of my kid or my kids on much less than that. Mm -hmm. Like, they give me 13000 a month, like, you know? I know, like, who's paycheck? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but how much does it really cost to take care of a kid? You know, and that varies. You know, it, it depends on, like, I was, when I grew up, you know, I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. um, she made the dollar stretch. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm older, I'm having to make dollar stretch. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm seeing that uh, they went a little bit further, you know, back then. <laughs> but right. um, how does it... Can you really take care of things with $13,000 at the same time? How far ahead can you get if you are receiving that, if this person can give it to you? If, if you're trying to live like Tyrese, maybe you can't get by on 13000 a month, but she didn't sing any of them songs. You know, I don't recall <laughs> seeing her. She Was she in Baby Boy? I don't think like, she was. She was not. She was not. I don't think so she was. you're trying to live like Tyrese. You got to live like Tyreka or whatever her name is. <laughs> You can't, you're not Tyrese. Yeah, that, so, is, that is a little you know, high. You know, I, I, it does not cost me 13000 a month currently to care for my child. Now, could I don't you use know, it? I'm saying I could because, mm -hmm. um, once again, I'm no longer employed because I had to choose between daycare. You know, her, her dad doesn't have that problem. He's able to work. You know, I'm the one who has to figure out where she's going to go while I work. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do I, if I'm paying 250 a week, for daycare because she's young mm -hmm. and I'm making 1100 mm -hmm. is that a fair trade-off mm -hmm. it's like does it add up with you know everything else that I have going on and a lot of times child support doesn't factor in the time spent carrying the, the money lost you know in caring for the child mm -hmm. if you're the custodial parent mm -hmm. okay okay is there I, I'm kind of hearing that there's some dislikes already uh, that you guys might have with the child support system. Is there anything that you hate uh, about the child support system and, and may want to fix? Most of it. Uh, <laughs> I would say most of it. Um, <clears throat> I would say my biggest dislike of it is it kind of treats every every case with a one-size-fits-all solution. Mm -hmm. And unless you get an attorney and you start going to court and having different hearings, you just have that one-size-fits-all solution. And while that may work for some people, it's probably not going to work for the majority of the population. So just, uh, it gets convoluted when you start having to get a lot of different parties involved. So that's mm -hmm. probably my main What dislike. parts are you saying would work for some people? Like what's the some people that <clears throat> it would work for, do you, you think? Well, if you're a responsible, if you're a mature parent, things like that, you want the best for the children. So mm -hmm. you can come together with another responsible, mm -hmm. mature parent and decide, you know, without getting the courts or the state involved, you guys can decide, hey, we should send them to this school this is our religion, you know, this is what we'll teach them in the house. These are the kind of things we'll have in common, you mm -hmm. know, whether we have lives together or apart. So, 
Yeah, that uh, takes a lot of maturity. Because if the parents so aren't together in the first place, the likelihood of even yeah. agreeing on that. Yeah, it's, it's rare, but it happens. I think it happens more often than we would think. But mm -hmm. uh, you also see a ton of people in court, so maybe not. That's true. What do you hate or dislike I, most about the system? I'm just going to say something similar. Um, I dislike the fact that it puts a third party into a situation that really has no idea what is going on. And you're getting this person's emotional side and this person's emotional side. And this person has to come neutrally and help. But this person knows that you, what's going on. You know, they're looking at the case and they're like, are you kidding me? But <laughs> you have to push through it and do what's best for the child. And a lot of times I feel like the, the court plays into the emotion of the parents and gets them, I don't want to necessarily say upset, but they, it doesn't necessarily resolve the conflict between the parents. It mm. puts a price on what oh. it's worth. It's like this is what it's going to cost you to do this. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out for you, but right now, and I've seen situations where men were paying 800 a month for the woman to take them to court and get it reduced to 120. Now she's like, "Well, where's the rest of the money?" He's like, oh. well, "They only got oh. I only got to pay 120." You know, mm. so it's one of those things. You also have those guys that just will not pay. Mm -hmm. They will not pay, even if you take them to court. Yeah. They will not pay. They're like, "I don't have a job anymore." You know, mm -hmm. and. I just wish there was a way that the mother and the father would be able to heal mm. so that they can raise the child regardless of what the court says. Yeah, because I don't think that's really the court's objective. Right. That's not, oh, no, the they're, not, they're not worried about it. They're like, no. get paid. Who, who's getting paid? Who, like, who's, who's getting paid? Let's see, who's getting paid? I know my lawyer is getting paid. State? First and foremost. State's getting a little cut. Let's see, uh, these counselors, these lawyers. Mm parenting coordinators, everybody Counselors, I know my psychi yeah. psychologist will be getting paid. Um, when I was a child, my psychologist got paid. Trauma, you know, mm -hmm. I, was, I was, I didn't know I was stressed, but I was told, yes, mm -hmm. ma'am, it's because of the divorce. Mm -hmm. That's what's wrong with you, you know, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of checks getting passed, and at the end of it, all of that could go into a trust for the kid. You know, there's mm -hmm. different places you could put this money. You know, it's wonderful that there are attorneys that act in the best interest of the child, yes. and I'm grateful yes. for them, mm -hmm. very grateful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just my experience, mm -hmm. my mother was not met with those attorneys, mm. you know, and she ate a lot of debt between her and my father mm -hmm. that could have gone to my tuition for college. Yikes. You know, and when I look at all the numbers, because now that I'm older, I'm understanding the documents, I'm understanding the paperwork, I'm like, that's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot of money. Uh, do you guys think there's ever a situation where someone shouldn't be entitled to child support at all? That's that's tough. That's tough to say because there's not just um, there's a million and one different circumstances. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in some out there, yeah, there are some people who are you are doing fine, mm -hmm. you know, without uh, infringing on this person's financial status, but. Um, I don't know. I think in most of them, it's, it's a shared responsibility. So in most of them, it should also be a shared responsibility financially. But there's definitely some where, you know, one parent is financially well off and doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily need that. And it would only be a negative thing to this other parent. So, you know, I really think uh, you got to take it by a case by case basis. But I also don't think our child support system has enough people working in it to mm -hmm. really look at everything on a granular level where they need to to understand mm -hmm. this case may need solution one, this case may need solution 130. Okay, I'll give you a scenario since you said a million and one. 
circumstances. All right, so uh, girl meets guy, guy meets girl in a club at night. It's a one night stand. She gets pregnant by said person. He's like, I, what? I don't know you. You don't know me. Really shouldn't have this baby. That's not responsible. Mom still has said baby. And then comes after dad for child support later. Is she entitled to child support? Everybody in the studio is covering their faces. <laughs> funny, that's, that's <laughs> funny that you ask. Um, funny that you ask. Uh, my child's father and I mm -hmm. met on a professional level. Mm -hmm. We um, dated after meeting on a professional level. Mm -hmm. And we're like, hey, yo, we, what? No. I have this whole career. I'm jet setting around the country. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do this child thing. And he's doing his whole thing. He lives in Los Angeles. Yes. So not close to me at all. Mm -hmm. We have to work out conversations. Things get emotional. You're going into a situation like it's business. And I hate to say it that way, mm -hmm. but I have to protect my assets, and so does he. And I understand. We came to the conclusion that we will talk before we go to court. Okay. We hash it out. Mm -hmm. But we're mature, mm -hmm. <laughs> at least to my, to, to my assumption of what that would be. Okay. But we're able to do that. Mm -hmm. I can't say that for everyone else. I didn't feel like, because he was upfront with me, that I should pursue him through the court without talking to him first. Okay. And once we breach that, I'll take him to court. However, we agreed to talk first. And I, I know that um, a lot of the pain comes with the discussions around child support. If people have experienced court before and they got burnt, you know, a lot of that fear is in that. Once you have these conversations and you put these fears on the table, mm -hmm. you'll find out, okay, well, maybe this person doesn't mind being responsible for child support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But until you put that on the table and feel like you can have a conversation with a person that you can also have a child with, that's when you get that. So eloquent and smart. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you mentioned having bad experiences in court. You ever had bad experiences in court? Um, like, just how does it feel being in there? It, it, like, you know, is it pleasant, not pleasant? Like, what makes it to be either one or the other? Well, um, yeah, I would definitely say that I have. And not getting too personal, I could probably speak for myself and a lot of other friends that, mm -hmm. you know, okay. are single dads or single moms. Mm -hmm. And I'd say probably the most frustrating thing in court is that, um, just getting a continuance or getting your case pushed down the road. It's kind of like we're just kicking this can a few weeks or a few months down the road. Mm -hmm. There's no resolution we're leaving with today. We've got to just start again fresh on another day. And you're, you're stuck in whatever situation you were in before you went to court. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and just getting a court date in the first place could actually take you a few months, right. regardless of when you file your motion or your whatever paperwork you need or whenever your attorney does that, you may, it may be two, three months, four, five, six months if the mm -hmm. court is backed up mm -hmm. before you even get that first court date. Mm -hmm. so, so to actually have that um, point where you kind of come to a climax and you're ready for the court date and then something's wrong with the paperwork or someone's not there mm -hmm. or somebody has a conflict of interest, mm -hmm. then, they, then to just push it down the road a few months, that is like the most demoralizing, the worst feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. So I'd say I've seen that happen to myself and also some friends. and. Just kind of know how it is. You kind of just you're expecting something to happen, and then it's a big letdown mm -hmm. that day. So, mm -hmm. do you ever feel not heard in the courtroom? That your side, like you're not being heard fully by. Always, a judge? always, because um, your attorney is your mouthpiece in the court. 
So it's very few times in open court where you're just allowed to stand up and say, no, let me tell you what happened. And it's kind of like you've got to sit back and wait for them to ask you the question. You've got to let your attorney speak for you. Mm -hmm. um, you really just want to uh, just uh, throw your hands up and roll your head back and roll your eyes. Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily want to be real demonstrative when other people are doing their thing. But, mm -hmm. oh, you just have to hold it on the inside and you can just feel the fury <laughs> just bubbling up inside mm -hmm. you. And, all you, you, know, you know, it's not going to help your situation. So you just kind of take a deep breath. Swallow it and then just woo sigh, keep it moving, <laughs> you know. So, goodness gracious, you guys have any more thoughts about the child support system? Any more thoughts about the video uh, that you maybe haven't mentioned or want to add? I, I do. Yes, yeah. Tyrese, get get out of the court of public opinion. Quit worrying about the court of public opinion. Worry about the court that actually matters, which is you know the child support court. Go there and cry and do all of that extra stuff because. Mm -hmm. All you're really doing now is just making yourself look really bad. And to other parents out there, I would say if you could, mm -hmm. just avoid the court system at all costs. If you can co-parent successfully and maturely, do that. Come up with an agreement, get it notarized, take it to court, have it stamped and officially, you know, have, make it official. But, um, yeah, those are the two things I'd say. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Anything else you want to add? I, um, I also agree with James. I, I would like to suggest that issues need to be put on the table first. There's things that's coming up every day that I could not have drafted a contract for a year ago. Mm. I didn't even know they would be an issue. Mm. You know, and things are coming. And the more, um, the more people who do not know anything about your situation weigh in on it, mm. it's going to complicate things. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of uh, discord between parents comes from people that have nothing to do with the relationship. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times emotions outweigh r rationale. Uh, yes. And it's it's better yes. to just, you know, put it on the table. You're mad about it, say it. You know, don't worry about hurt feelings. Yeah, people use a lot of hurt yeah. feelings and to take it to child support court. And, and got and nothing to do with the kids. Let's focus on doing what's best for these children, yeah. you know. And, unless you're rich, you need to figure out <laughs> how you're going to make it happen. You know, yes, you want to. I understand that you want to take him to court for not paying child support. But mm -hmm. if that's going to cost him his job, then how is he going to pay you child support? Not so not I'm just really, I really that. want not. you all to think further than your feelings. You know, it really took a lot for me. As passionate as I was, I can say that um, my relationship with my father has healed, and that mm -hmm. helped me be a better parent. Because oh. now I'm able to see from a father's side, mm -hmm. these are the things that may be concerns. Mm. And that's opened my eyes with my child's father, being able to put things on the table. Oh, I didn't even think this may have been an issue for you. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. You might have to come back on and talk a little bit about that, too. That's I, like, I'm hoping for the best here. Hope it works out. Uh, <laughs> so oh, you have a comment. Yeah. Uh, Candace Trois on Facebook has said the court system is unfair, period. And that's a woman. Mm. Mm. Unfair period. Yeah. Oh, I wish she'd comment on just a little bit more on being unfair for everyone. Uh, you know, I have my own experiences with the child uh, support system myself, um, which is uh, has not been great. There's been a time where I made substantially more money than uh, my child's father to where even the calculation of that child support worksheet, I'm like, oh my God, if I didn't have custody oh my <laughs> of God. my child, I would be paying that gobs of money you know to the other side and still even looking at that worksheet and he's still obligated to pay something mm -hmm. even though the incomes were yeah. just so wide apart and you know he didn't have a lot of overnights because we had 
distance was a factor. I was in LA and he was in the Midwest and he still was obligated to pay something per week even though the incomes were like this. Mm-hmm. And I, it never made, it didn't make any sense. And I'm like, this is, cannot be applicable mm-hmm. to all situations. And then I've been in situations where you try to be civil, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually one person just begins to tap out to think that they don't have any obligations. So it, it yeah. it's a it is a crazy system to be in. And you try to avoid having your, your black babies in the system. You try, you, try. And then, you know, and then and, and life happens. So I'm so glad that you guys came on to have this conversation. I'm very grateful for your comments for Tyrese. You too, from a brand perspective, you from a bruh perspective. Tyrese, where are your handlers? Like, I'm trying Come to figure out back. where are your handlers? Where are your friends, bruh? Right, like, <laughs> where Someone are your cares. friends? Like, Someone cares. It's unbelievable that he's allowed to do this on social media. It's awful. And you're right, the acting was very bad in these videos. (laughs) Where's your handlers? Uh, With that, we're going to take it out uh, to break. And uh, when we come back, we will have another guest to give a different angle on the situation. She's an attorney who specializes in family law. And listen, you do not want to miss her commentary on this situation. We will be back after this commercial break.
edition. I am your host, Trezina, and I am joined with a Pamela Grant Taylor. She is a family law attorney in Indiana, licensed in Indiana, yes? Yes. Yes. Um, and she is here to provide her commentary on the Tyrese slash child support situation. Pam, if you want to tell everyone out there a little bit about yourself. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, as Tresnay introduced me, I, my name is Pamela Grant Taylor. I'm an attorney licensed here in the state of Indiana. Um, I've been practicing almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in February. I can't right. believe it. Years go by really quickly. Um, one of the areas of law I do practice in is family law. I'm very well versed in child support, child custody issues. And if Tyrese were my client, he would probably be getting a letter saying, I'm going to withdraw from your case. <laughs> that was just horrible. What was horrible about horrible. it? From a, from your perspective as a lawyer, what was okay. horrible about it? You don't take private confidential things and put it out on social media. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that can happen to you as an attorney is to show up in court mm -hmm. and your opposing counsel has your client on a video that was posted on social media. Well, what can it they has, do with it? Well, they can admit it into evidence very easily because, of course, people can see it. Mm -hmm. He's probably t posting it under at Tyrese or whatever his social media. Mm -hmm. And it just takes a couple of questions to laid a foundation to get it admitted and then of course he's on there saying you know i'm tyrese this is my baby shayla i mean it's just terrible because one of the things when i advise clients when they come in to mm -hmm. um, retain me as their counsel i'm like stay off social media mm -hmm. please for the name of jesus stay <laughs> off he's a classic example of what not to do if you want to be successful because Apparently, all this is precipitated by some allegations of child abuse. Mm -hmm. You are not helping your case, crying to people that can't help you. Mm. And, of course, they said he's become a meme. That's the worst type of meme to become. <laughs> the crying. The crying. The crying. <laughs> I, I don't do crying. Uh, and I tell all my clients, you know, I'm not your friend. I'm your attorney. Uh, and I'm a very expensive friend to have. <laughs> so if you call me crying, I'm going to bill you for it. <laughs> I might change my retainer agreement to bill you triple just to send a clear message. I'm here for you legally. I'm not here for emotional support. So please get better friends. Pray to God. God will send someone to you, but don't get on social media. Please stay off of social media. It's the worst. I almost threw my phone across the room when I saw the video. It was just horrible. It was horrible. How do you think, uh, if this would be used in his case, what do you think it would be used for? Like, to, what do you think they'd admit it for? Well, it would be probably admitted to, um, if he were trying to get a child support modification, mm -hmm. um, it would go to show that, you know, maybe we should look into your finances a little bit more because maybe you do have the means to continue uh -huh. to pay 13000 a month. Oh, yeah, because he was claiming he was broke. And all yeah, that and stuff. then the other thing I would look at it, too, is I think California courts do something differently because they deal with celebrities. Mm -hmm. They look at the actions you may take mm -hmm. to, you know, um, trying to think of the, the proper way to say it. I'll just say it in plain terms ways you can undercut yourself from making the oh. substantial income you okay. had before. So you're kind of mm -hmm. undercutting mm -hmm. your ability to su provide support for your child. Mm -hmm. So they could view it that way negatively. Mm -hmm. um, they could continue to impute his income to what it was at the time it was determined. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of factors that go into that. Mm -hmm. And putting out a, a video like that, like I said, as, as an attorney, I just cringed. 
I cringe for Tyrese's attorney. He acts like he doesn't have one. I'm quite certain he does. If he doesn't, you should be at your someone's office before they open, waiting with a cup of coffee, like, please hire me. <laughs> please help me. Please, because that was the worst. I just, I just you can't. You mentioned them staying on social media because they, it can be used in court. So it can. There's other posts that he's made where he has sent a plane to his daughter's yes. school saying, I love you, Shayla. He's got pictures of him with a Starbucks in his backyard or a Benny Honda. Like he's got, and a dry cleaners or something in his yeah. backyard. And all this, but he's claiming he's broke. So when you post things showing that you're a baller, but then come on and say you not balling at all. Like, right. I mean, it, it looks bad because it looks contradictory. It, mm -hmm. it makes the court seem like maybe what you're saying in court may not be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. The court could think, you know, is he acting? Right. Right. It may not be good acting because he's so emotional, but I mean, a lot of it. And then the other thing, too, if if there is an order for him to have no contact with his daughter, mm -hmm. flying a plane over her school could be construed as indirect contact, Yikes. which could be a violation of the order. So he's putting his personal liberty at risk just to make a point, mm -hmm. which has no point. <laughs> just OK, let's stop. talk about him crying about his child support obligation. Uh, how often do you see that as a practitioner? And what are your thoughts when people are crying, I can't afford it, I can't, like... Well, the lot of things I see in my practice, because mm -hmm. I was just in child support enforcement court last week. Okay. Um, there are men who generally can't afford their obligation. Mm -hmm. However, the biggest mistake I see parents make, and I'm just not going to say it's either moms or dads, because either one could be liable for child support. The biggest thing I see with parents is you don't understand how the court system works. Mm. Child support is a court order. Mm -hmm. If you have an order to pay, say, $13,000 a month, that is a court order. Mm -hmm. The only thing that can change a court order mm -hmm. is another court order. Mm -hmm. You can't make side agreements right. with the custodial parent. Mm -hmm. You can't wish it to go the way. You can't take it to the altar and lay it up there and <laughs> hope God comes down and eliminates it all together. You have to change it with a court order. Okay. And the way you do that is either you hire an attorney. Mm -hmm. Some states have uh, pro se or self-support systems where they have simple petitions right. you can fill out mm -hmm. you can file them mm -hmm. and get a court date mm -hmm. now the one thing people don't do is when you're in court mm -hmm. about a child support modification mm -hmm. you can't talk about i'm not seeing my child because that is a separate issue because ah. again you have to know how the courts work okay. if you put in a petition to modify support mm -hmm. that's all the court is going to hear mm. they don't care right at that particular hearing that you are not seeing your child. Uh, the other thing is, is if one of the parents or the, the prosecutor's office or the district attorney's office is involved with collection, mm -hmm. they don't care if you're not seeing your child either. The only thing they're concerned about is getting that support for the child. Okay. All other issues, there's ways to deal with those, mm -hmm. but they're separate. Mm -hmm. They're related, but separate because in certain calculations, you can get a credit for how much time right. you have with your child if you're the non-custodial parent. Mm -hmm. So it is, but it's not. It's related to the calculation, right. but they don't care that you're not seeing it because the thing, um, especially here in Indiana, your credit is perspective, looks at what you could do. Right. Right. And the other custodial parent can't do anything to interfere with your ability to see your child. Right. So kind of you want to be careful in what you say because all this stuff is being recorded. Mm -hmm. 
the court staff overhears it, and trust me, they tell it. So <laughs> you want to be real careful what you say, because the courtroom, there's ears everywhere, even though they may not be paying attention to you directly or having mm -hmm. a conversation with you. We find out as attorneys what's going on with a lot of the cases through the court staff. Okay. Let's talk about calculating child support because people are like, why in the world $13,000? It don't take that. So help everyone understand how uh, that is even calculated. Like I know that in a lot of states there's a certain uh, model that is used right. to calculate it. So maybe if you can help people understand how okay. that even happens and then you can talk about what your dislikes and likes about it are. Okay. Um, in the United States, they basically have three models to calculate child support. Mm -hmm. In the majority of states, which is 40 states and some U.S. territories, they use what's called the income shares model. Okay. So they look at the gross income of mom and the gross income of dad. Mm -hmm. They put those numbers together. They have some weird calculations. It's somewhere between 10 to 50 percent of their gross income is used for the support of the child. Okay. And then the part that the parent pays is in proportion to what that is. So say for example, mom makes 290 a week, dad makes 290 a week. Mm -hmm. That comes out to about $100 a week. Okay. Then dad's responsible for half of that because right. his income is half of that 290 with the 290. Right. So he's responsible for $50 okay. and that's without any credits. Right. Now the other thing that dip, that makes it more difficult is that if there is health insurance, mm -hmm. because the health insurance is added on top of that basic $50. Right. If there are child care costs, mm -hmm. that's added on top of that basic $50 per week. Mm -hmm. And then if there's other extraordinary expenses, like they don't pay for private school, so don't get it twisted. In the state of Indiana, you, you can't pay right. to send your child to a private school. That's not part of child support. That's something separate. But if you have, if your child has like, say, a chronic medical condition, mm -hmm. you can probably get some money added on top of that. Okay. But just to keep things simple, it comes out to basic $50 a week. If the non-custodial parent is exercising any parenting time, he would probably get a credit, which would probably knock down his obligation to 35 maybe $40 a week. Okay. So that's basically how it works. Now there are some other states, about seven states, what they do is they come up with a percentage of the non-custodial parent's income okay. that's paid to the custodial parent. Uh -huh. And then there is another model that requires some weird formula, but only three states use that because it was developed by some judge in the state of Delaware, okay. and it's named after this judge. So I had to do some research on that. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that. But basically, um, from what I know in Indiana, you just do the gross income of mom, gross income of dad. You add in child care or health insurance, if mm -hmm. there's any health insurance. Mm -hmm. And then it breaks down to how much is paid between mom and dad, and it's based upon your income. Okay. Now, a lot of people come to me and say, hey, I heard, well, I'm remarried. Does my wife's income come into that? No, that is a myth. Don't believe it. It doesn't go into it. However, mm -hmm. if you have a spouse mm -hmm. that makes a substantial amount of money mm -hmm. and says, hey, baby, I don't want you to work, that's when it could come in. But just in a basic calculation, mm -hmm. it's not going to come in. Okay. So you just, like I said, it's just a lot of, the answer to that question is it depends. Okay. And you need a professional to help you navigate to get a clear answer. Right. So with that said, that's how we get these huge numbers for a Correct. lot of these celebrities. Because they're basically saying, 
we're going to take it as if you two are still living together in the same household. In the same household, and make sure the child is benefiting from the salaries of both of you. That's correct. And then California is an income share model state. So if Tyrese was, you know, balling out of control for Miss Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. and he happens to go into court while he's making, you know, million-some dollars, mm-hmm. they're going to use that million-dollar income. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it um, with the income shares model is the more a parent makes mm-hmm. is the more the non-custodial has to pay because it's a, it's a direct relationship. Okay. So the more that's made, the more it costs to raise a child. The less money you make, mm-hmm. the less child support will have to be okay. paid. What... Uh what do you think about the income shares model? Because on the one hand, it makes sure that it, it tries to make sure that a child is benefiting from both parents' income, no matter which household that child is in. But we all know, you know, from Kanye's song "Gold Digger," where it's like, right. "I'm supposed to buy my kids some toys, but you know, I'm about a boo job, a new con, this, this, and this." So, what, like, what do you think about the income shares um, model? I think the income shares model is kind of similar to the income tax system. Because it's related to how much money you make. And then it gets to a certain point where once you make a certain amount, there's different things you can do to kind of knock down your liability. And it kind of works the same way with child support. Because once you get to a certain amount, I mean, kind of basically it's roughly 10 to 15 percent of the gross income. And, of course, if you have 10 to 15 percent of a million dollars, the child's going to have more money Mm -hmm. for its support. Mm -hmm. But it also has a bad correlation when there's a disparity of income between the parents. So say if dad makes a million dollars and mom doesn't have any income, Mm -hmm. and if the child primarily lives with dad, the calculation could come out where mom has to pay dad to support the child. Mm -hmm. And that's just not fair. And I know a lot of people, they they have talked about different ways to get into how the money's actually spent. Because a child, um, in the eyes of the law, the, the child support is supposed to benefit the child living with the custodial parent. Right. They don't get into how the money is spent, because mm-hmm. if you want to get into that, then the court's going to want some kind of forensic accounting done. Good. Who's going to pay for that? Oh, and then you have your other personal disparities, like some people may feel like, well, I don't know how to cook, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take my child out to eat all the time. Whereas some people may cook really well, mm-hmm. And they may know how to budget money really well, so it may not cost a lot for them to food, but then I mean to feed their child. Mm-hmm. But they may have other expenses, like they might want to live in a certain area, mm-hmm. or they may have private school costs. So there's a lot of different things that go into it, and I just think it's not really fair. Okay. Okay. Uh, Got a question? Look, no, it's information for you. Some magazine called People with Money, never heard of it, is saying that uh, 38-year-old Tyrese Gibson has the number one spot on People With Money's top 10 highest earning singers for 2017 with an estimated $58 million in combined earnings. Oh my God. Between October 16th and October 2017, nearly 30 million uh, led over the closest competition. But I'm, I'm guessing that they're accumulating Everything from his films, yes, they got to his, his royalties, got yeah, like from his, his, yes. But so some magazine, uh, maybe we'll verify this at some point. Yeah, yeah. But people with money, the acclaimed publication <laughs> with tens of readers and subscribers. He said tens. <laughs> is saying this. 
So we can guess, and I looked, uh, mm -hmm. I looked elsewhere as well and said that his net worth is 25 million. Okay. So uh, we're probably dealing with somewhere an average of that is yeah. probably 30 million. So. You know, I don't get the sense Tyrese manages his money well. <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't act like it. Because, I mean, if you're going to send a plane over your child's school saying that I love you, I mean, Tyrese, I will get admitted to practice in the state of California. I'm available. <laughs> I can help you, bruh. I can help you. It's not going to be free, though, because I don't do any pro bono for celebrities. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm really appreciative of you breaking down uh, the child support um, income shares model so people understand how it's calculated. Because um, I think personally, you know, being on social media and listening to people have these same conversations yeah. every, every quarter about child support, they really just do not understand how it's calculated and why these numbers. And, and then the thing about it too is child support is not a, a me too type of thing. So some people say, well, I work here and have a coworker that works here and I pay $100 a week for child support, but they pay $400 a week in child support. You can't compare because it's two different things because first of all, you don't know what the mom makes mm -hmm. if we're talking about the dads because men talk about child support. Um, you don't know what the mom is making. You don't know the, the circumstances behind what's going on with the child and you don't know how many children are being supported by that order. So some people say, you know, well, man, or, you know, the barbershop talk, man, <laughs> I pay a hundred dollars a week and my child, you know, be looking busted and coming over here with these cheap shoes. Whereas somebody else like, man, I only pay $50 a week and my child got the new J's. They got an iPhone 10. You don't know what the mom is making because maybe mom is a doctor. Mm. Maybe mom has a trust fund. Yeah. Maybe they have grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. that want to ball out of control on their grandchildren. You just don't uh -huh. know. So you can't do that. And please stop doing that because it's a case by case thing. And then there's ways that you could probably abate or get a credit for different things that you do for the child. Because if you pay your child's controlled expenses, like book rental, school lunches, that can be used as a credit to offset the obligation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you buy all the school clothes or if you buy the school uniforms or mm -hmm. you buy their winter coats, you can't count Christmas because those are gifts. <laughs> you say try that to like you get people to People do that all the time. And when the <laughs> child is young, I mean, you know, paying for the child care costs can give you a credit towards your child support obligation. Okay. So it's a case-by-case -case basis. If you don't understand it, you can call around and try to find an attorney that may offer a free consultation. I'm willing to do that. Um, for a small number of cases. However, I just really strongly to urge you to get educated about how it works. Mm -hmm. And listening to your friends is not helpful because they will be in court with you when you're sitting in front of the judge. Very, very good. Um, you know what? Why don't you tell everyone out there how they can find you, how they can learn more about you and your practice um, so that they can pay for a consultation <laughs> to talk to the Pamela uh, Grant Taylor. Um, I have a... Uh, my law office, I have a Facebook page. It's the law office of Pamela Grant Taylor. And I also have a website. It's pgtaylorlawoffice.com. So those are the ways you can get in touch with me. I don't do Twitter. I'm not a big tweeter. <laughs> um, not on the gram either, but I'm just on Facebook. 
Um, and I believe you have an event coming up in the Indianapolis area. Do you want to tell them about that too, if they're around the area and they want to come? Yes, tomorrow night, um, Monday, November 6th at the East 38th Street Branch Library. Um, I'm the legal counsel for a coalition, the Indiana Healthy Marriage and Family Coalition. And we're hosting a forum to inform young people, especially about the difference between snitching and informing. Um, it's coming out of a lot of information with the, the shootings that are occurring that have young victims and things get posted on social media, but no one's willing to talk to the police. Um, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to talk to the police because I'm snitching. But if you are there, you recorded the incident, you posted it on Instagram, you're making yourself a witness. It's not snitching. So we want to inform people the difference between that. And, you know, I'd like to inform people the legal ramifications because just because your child may have been present, they may not necessarily be a snitch, and they may have information which could lead to the apprehension or someone moving forward on these cold cases. Wow, that's amazing. And I like how you said that. You've posted it, and you've made yourself a witness. Exactly, because, again, social media makes it easy. Law enforcement can track you down. They don't need your permission Ooh, yes. to track you down on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's a litigation. They can get cool. subpoenas without your knowledge and know that you did it. So... Why make it hard? Whew. Well, all right. Well, Pam, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank to you, ma'am. inform folks uh, about this issue. Um, with that, we are going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, please share, like, retweet, repost, whatever platform that you're on so that your friends can see this uh, as well. And tomorrow we will, oh, tonight we'll be back at FCN with The Walking Dead pregame show. And then on Monday we'll be with FCN Prime News at 7 p.m. And with that, I'm your host, Trezene, and we will see you next time.